0: This podcast replay is brought to you by Craig Zinn's Acura Pembroke Pines. Visit the number one volume Acura dealership in the Southeast United States 12 years in a row at 15601 Pines Boulevard in Pembroke Pines.
1: All right. Good
0: morning, Ira. How are you doing?
1: So I guess I shouldn't be reporting that the heater looking into Aaron Rodgers. Fine. I'll stay off of that one also as well.
0: Well, listen... The way the way Pat Riley and front office are making decisions, it seems like they've been in a dark room for a few years. Anyway, I would
1: would like to add a 40 year old. So maybe it makes sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, uh, let me tell you something. Uh, Sean, can you pull up the uh, the soundbite from Jimmy Butler there for me? Because I, I, I I I found this humorous. I found this laughable i found this entertaining i found it insulting i found it i can use a lot of adjectives to dis to describe what i thought of this soundbite from jimmy butler and sean if you can i know we've got your puss on the air there but can no, we I, put saying, in- when I play it you guys are going to go off the screen it's it's a video that's fine but we'll both be watching take us off this hey, listen taking both of us off the screen is a good thing for the viewer there's no doubt about that but go ahead Knock yourself out. I mean, I'm at a point now, I think everybody is, where um, it doesn't surprise us. We just, we we really get bored with the process, <clears throat> and I, I I can't tell you why. And, you know, we, we, we play hard, and sometimes we get back in a game like we did tonight, and sometimes we don't. But either way it goes, if we just play basketball the right way the entire game, I don't think that we're in that situations more situation more often than not. But for some odd reason, um, we think it's going to be easy, so we just go out there and go through the motions. I love this, Ira. Okay, so wait a minute. Okay, so you're the 80s Lakers and Celtics. You're bored of the process. Dude, I understand. You get all the way to the title. You win it. You got to climb that whole mountain again. You're the 90s Bulls. You know, you're tired of the process. Dude, I get it. It's tough to get back to the championship every year and win it and win it and win it, and you're led by a maniacal champion in, in Michael Jordan. You're the 2000 Spurs. Yeah, the process gets a little tiring because you've been at it. You're the Miami Heat. You haven't accomplished jack shit. You haven't won anything. How can you be tired of the process? I Last time I checked, I used to hear tired of the process – from champions talking about trying to climb that hill again i understood that one i don't understand this one you can't be tired of a process you've never actually ever dominated you know what i'm saying that i don't understand i can understand an artist who you know bruce springsteen has to try to create another great album again you too Another great album again. I get that, dude. That's a hell of a challenge. And go out on a world tour and put it all together again. And and all the pressure from the record company and your fans. You got to accomplish in that. Then climb that mountain. The Miami Heat have not climbed any goddamn mountain to be bored with any process. Tyler has not accomplished anything. Neither has Bam. Jimmy has never won a title. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm missing how can you get bored of a process you haven't even dominated?
1: Well, a couple of things. First of all, let's put perspective on that tape. That was after the loss to New York. Then they went ahead and they beat Atlanta. So they obviously took a step forward there. I think big Really,
0: Atlanta's on. a soft ass team that doesn't prove anything every single year. They got no heart. I I, I mean, they're they're new, just new like, coach.
1: Good yeah, coach.
0: it's just, yeah, it's that's a team in in, in in transition. I'm not that impressed that you beat Atlanta.
1: That's a mentally weak team as it is. Come on. And the other element of this is, and I think this is where Jimmy was going, there's no easy path for the Miami Heat the way the roster is set up, the way their style is. They have to do everything so finely, so precisely, so difficultly. That's the difference. When you have innate scorers, guys, you can just give the ball Okay, we don't want to run this set. We don't want to set a couple of screens. We don't want to set an elevator screen. We don't want to have to run with precision. But you're so good, Emmanuel quickly last night for the Knicks, for example, Julius Randle against the Heat. Just get us some buckets. The Heat only have one bucket getter, and he's a very uneven bucket getter in Tyler Hero. He can reel off 12 straight points or 12 straight misses. Everything else the Heat do is getting Jimmy in position, Jimmy backing down his man, Jimmy bumping and grinding, Jimmy getting to the foul line, big goal that's hard. If they're getting the ball to Bam Adebayo, it's setting a screen. It's him setting up a man. It's him hitting that difficult floater in the lane. That's hard. So I think what Jimmy was getting to, and I think this is true, the Heat have to work harder to score than just about every other team in the NBA. That grinds on you. The way they put this roster together without a bunch of innate scores because they insist on playing 1990-style defense than trying to grind it out at a time in the NBA where there's no more grinding. You damn well better be able to score. So I think Jimmy's point right there was it's hard to do what we do relentlessly minute in and minute out. That's right. what I think he was saying was to grind and grind and grind and be more than 60 games into it. That's what they set themselves up for. There's a reason they're the lowest scoring team in the NBA. There's a reason they're in the bottom five in offensive net rating. It's hard for these guys. That's the roster construction. There are not natural scorers here. Jimmy works his ass off. Bam works his ass off. Tyler is up and down. It's the mm-hmm. process of the roster. So you were counting on Duncan Robinson hitting threes. Not happening. You were counting on Max Strus hitting threes. Not happening. You were counting on Victor Oladipo being your six-man sort of set it up off the bench and score not happening. So I think what Jimmy was saying, and you can even see in the tone when he was. Well, no, I, I, yeah, by the
0: way, you were counting on your $30 million uh, teammate to come through too.
1: Not as a score. Not, no, I wasn't counting on Kyle Lowry as necessarily a score, but yes, as a setup man to make things easier. Absolutely. The guy has not played since February 2nd. That's Spend, spending scores. 30 million on a
0: facilitator.
1: <laughs> You know what? A a great facilitator could be worth it. Chris Paul has shown that in what he's done in Oklahoma City, in Houston, certainly now in Phoenix. So, yes, the right player. That's why they got rid of Goron. Go even at the moment he was let go was if a I better score. From than than Jimmy Kyle.
0: Butler, I, I want to recruit a guy that's going to take some pressure off of me, not actually add more pressure on me. And that's exactly what Lowry does, because since he can't score, he can only
1: give it to you, so you can score more. I mean, but he can give it you in a better scoring position so you don't oh, have to back down Yeah, the man. But he still got to grind. It's so still the same still way. can score on cuts, his pitch ahead passes. That Look, that was the plan. So what I'm saying is so much has gone south for the Heat right now. You know what? I bet even if you check your chat board and we're honest here, Big O, I know there were expectations for the Heat after going to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. But when we see how it's playing out, when we see now the Heat are going to the play-in round, I think we have to be honest and step back here for a second. And tell ourselves, there are five teams that are clearly better than the Heat in the East. Milwaukee is better. Boston is better. Philadelphia is better. New York is better. And Cleveland is better. So you're playing for sixth place. Big O, when you're playing for sixth place, you can't have the same motivation. You just can't as when you're playing for championships. The Heat are in a tough spot this season. They shackled themselves with a luxury tax by not going over. They saw other teams make net games. They didn't obviously they had the injuries because they went old. And when you go old, you deal with injuries and that's where you wind up. So really the ultimate for the heat after the season is that they could raise six fingers after the season of going, we're number six, because that's basically the upside of where they are this season. That's just the brutal honesty.
0: By the way, uh, breaking news, the saints are giving their new QB Derek Carr, a four year deal. With a big number coming, they'll make it work with their cap situation. So Saints got their quarterback, by the way. Just a little breaking news for those of you out there. All right. Poor, um, poor, T-
1: poor Taysom Hill. I'm sure he thought he'd be just be the running quarterback for years to come.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, so where where do they go this offseason? Because to me, that's really – this is not a team that's going to make any kind of a deep run in the playoffs. They're just not built for today's they're basketball. Seeded, they're
1: not seeded for it. You know, again, we talk about you thread the needle, you get the right matchup, you get a Cleveland or something. If they're in the play-in, they're playing Milwaukee or Boston in the first and round. You have to
0: have a higher seed, Ira, they're not a good team. They're not going no, anywhere. No, and that's
1: where You're they are, and that's where they will go out. Big O, if they win two games in the first round, if they make the first round – it's probably their upside against Milwaukee or Boston. That's honesty. So the question comes down to what I've said at the Sunset, and let my Ask Ira column is this. Do you attach sweeteners to your bad contracts to get rid of them, or do you just have to sit back for a year and saying, let the Kyle Lowry thing expire, take another year off the Duncan Robinson contract, don't overspend for Struis and Gabe Vincent and rework it, and maybe even move Jimmy Butler. But if you well, move I- Jimmy Butler, yeah, you're- then you're not setting yourself back just a year. You're setting yourself back years. This team has never done that. I, I, did, I, dis-
0: I disagree. If you okay. trade Jimmy Butler, and and uh, and Lowry's contract expires in a year, you now are opening up a crap ton of salary for 2024-2025 season. Yeah, 23-24 might be rough, and that's fine, and that's a transition year. But if somehow or another you can unload Lowry and Butler that's a lot of money that you're unloading and now you can finally keep yourself liquid, which is what I've said for many years now, all the way back to the journeymen when they make commitments to all those guys. And I said, man, all you have to do is sign guys to one year deals, stay liquid, keep the money the following year and see if the, if the whale appears and if the whale appears, you have the money. So I disagree with you. And on the Butler thing, well, Everybody's way behind on me because I would have I would have tried to move his ass if I could, you know, during the trading deadline. I was not a fan of this extension with Butler, and obviously, I was never a fan of this Lowry deal. I think it is a positive. I don't know if anybody could trade for Butler, you know. I don't know if somebody's willing to trade for Butler and think that they're a Butler away from a title. But if you can do it. There's no doubt in my mind you have to do it, and at least you open up that monster cap space two years later.
1: And you strip yourself down to this, Big O. As you know, to get a free agent and attract someone, you have to be seductive to them. In other words, when Kevin Durant looked at the Suns, he said, yeah, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, I want to go there. If you strip the heat down, you're stripping down to Bam Adebayo and Tyler Hero. Do you think that is seductive enough to get an A-list player, for example, Luka Doncic, when he becomes available in a couple of years, is that enough to seduce him? Or do they look at Tyler Hero as sort of a guy? I think a lot of players like to play with Bam because his defense helps you look better. So that's the question you have is, how seductive is a Tyler Hero and a Bam Adebayo in luring free agents? Does it have the allure of a Dwayne Wade? Probably not. Does it have the allure of a Jimmy Butler and Bam when Kyle Lowry came here for better or worse? probably not there either so maybe no,
0: by, by the way we, ha- we haven't seen a star come play for jimmy butler yet hasn't happened this you, you ended up getting an over the hill friend of his come here but you know that that whole talk of waiting for that star uh, how many more years you're gonna wait man this is year four already i heard all this shit from the get-go oh they'll find the other star to play with butler well they haven't found that star how much longer are you gonna wait because the Jimmy Butler cliff is he's about to go off that cliff. And that body of his will not respond anymore. The body's so body's the bigger
1: thing you. than going off a cliff because of this reason. Percentages wise, when Jimmy has played, he's having a career season. His overall efficiency, his overall shooting percentages, he's missed 15 games. If he just missed 15 games, I know you don't like to hear this, big O. That's about the norm for a really good player in his 30s in the NBA. So you might see that cliff in a year. You might see it a little bit further because the man is psychotically driven to succeed. So you don't know exactly when or even if that's going to happen. But I think it comes down to this. Pat Riley, Eric Spolster, Mickey, uh, Mickey Harrison, Nick Harrison, Andy Ellisberg, Adam Simon have to sit there and say, is a core of Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo a championship core? And if not, Hell, maybe you let them go also. Maybe if Joel Embiid doesn't get out of the second round, which he never has in his entire career, you could be seduced into trading Bam Adebayo and maybe even Tyler for Joel Embiid. That's more of the Pat Riley way of doing things than having the patience and waiting down the road for space to open up.
0: No, I, I get that, but I just think that you're I, – I think you're progress-stopping yourself – by being stuck with these bad contracts, that's all I think. I, I, you've got to unload that Lowry, the Duncan, and and then eventually the but like Butler. You, said, contract you can also can wait
1: up. on the Lowry, and patience might be more prudent there than taking on long term money from someone else. Oh if yeah, no, no, definitely,
0: part. definitely. Yeah. With Lowry, you only have a year left. So unless right. you stuck can get a, a, unless you can get you know a classic Riley disgruntled player from somewhere that they've got to get rid of him. And yet he's really a good player and you got a couple of years left, but they don't want to deal with the couple of years, they'll deal with the one year of Lowry. That's the one saving grace that we could, you know, you know, hang on for if there's a disgruntled star out there that they've got to unload and needs out, which I don't know if that exists right now.
1: Well, right? it might be Rudy Gobert, but I want nothing to do with that no. contract. Yeah. So that's another no. story.
0: No, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing that. All right. Uh, they've uh they've got uh, the Hawks again tonight,
1: right? Got to win, and you got to win. There's no more splitting these two game series. Oh, it's hard to beat a team twice in a row. No, you're the Miami Heat. If you want to get out of the playing round, you're probably going to have to finish your schedule something like thirteen and four in order to catch Brooklyn. You can't go into these series against Atlanta going. We'll just get a split, or even Big O on Wednesday and Friday. They're playing the Cavaliers. Got to win both of those also. You either make your statement now, or you're just one of the run-of-the-mill playing teams playing on the Tuesday after the regular season, being desperate. Not a good look for the Miami Heat.
0: Well, um, by the way, follow him on Twitter at Ira Heatbeat. Catches work there at the South Florida Sun Sentinel. No better yet, subscribe like I do, Ira. As always, thank you, my fr- oh. By the way, one more thing: sure. the John Moran thing, like. Kid, screw your head on right. I mean, this guy's got the world by the balls. round yourself with the right superstar. people. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's – like, this is a real shame if he continues down this path and doesn't screw his head on right because this is a young man that's got every opportunity in front of him, and to see the stuff that's been going on, wow, dude, I mean – You know you
1: know this going back to the Dolphins and Stu Weinstein when he was there and everything. You don't just vet the player. You vet the player's entourage. You know everyone that he's around. And if you see a player traveling in the wrong circle, you get ahead of it instead of now the Grizzlies being behind the curve in that. And you let that player know, hey, I know this guy was loyal to you. I know this guy is a distant relative, but this is not in your best interest. That's what they have to do now with John Moran because, Big O, a free agent's not going to Memphis. Everything there has to be internally and developed, whether it's Jaron Jackson Jr., whether it's John Morant, whether it's Brandon Clark. It has to be their draft picks. If that doesn't work out, they're not signing a free agent to replacing John Morant. They have to try to find a way to make it work. He's an immense talent.
0: Yeah. You know, I always say this about famous people, and that's if you're an entertainer, a musician, a politician, a, uh, uh, an athlete, they have more to lose than we do. You cannot hang around people that don't have that don't have anything to lose. I almost feel like once you step into that world, you need to be around people that have as much to lose as you do, because once you put yourself in a position where it's people that have nothing to lose, that puts you at risk immensely. It's sad. I hate to put it that way. But I think when you're at that stature, that's how much you have to protect yourself in this world because you really can't trust the average person out there. You have no idea what their intentions are. So you're better hanging around other stars, other athletes, other high-profile people, the kind of people that have that are risking the same kind of things you are on a daily basis. I hate to say it, but that's kind of the life you you should lead, unfortunately
1: absolutely. And we'll get into that a little bit more Wednesday on the RedRecover.com, Inside the Paint Show at 9 a.m. And then uh, hopefully it plays out better for Ja. If not, I'll be talking to you again Friday on our accurate Pembroke Pines report. So looking forward to that as well.
0: Ira, thank you. Enjoy the basketball tonight, my friend. Appreciate
1: well, you. And talk to you Wednesday, 9 a.m. right here. Thanks, Big O.
0: You got it. It's a, it's a shame, but I, I really feel that way. You People like this, they should not hang around average people. They should not. I mean, John Moran was in the pickup game with a 17 year old and who knows what that 17 year old did or said or whatever that got him so riled up that he went and got a gun. Well, you know what, bro? Don't hang around 17 year olds. You know, if the if the team takes you to a team function, to a hospital or a boys club or whatever, that's the kind of stuff you go. You visit. You're there in a team setting. You've got officials around you. Boom, boom. You're out. I'm sorry. Once you're famous, you should not hang around average people because you don't know who they are and what their intentions are. And usually, all it does is it puts you at risk. And and whether you know whether this is John Morant's fault or not, you got it. You know, and, and it, whatever you grew up in a barrio, the trailer park, the hood. Whatever the hell you want to call it that you come from, you got to leave them behind, bro. You got to leave them behind. Because more often than not, the boys from the barrio are going to bring you down. Why? They got nothing to lose. You got everything to lose. And that's the problem. Because they're still thinking like you used to think, when you had nothing to lose. And they still act like you used to act when you were young and you had nothing to lose. They're 30, they're 25, they're 45, but they're still thinking like when you were 15. That's why you can't go back. You gotta move forward, unfortunately. Because if not, it's going to bring you down. And it happens all the damn time. That's your accurate Pembroke Pines, Miami Heat, and NBA report.